Hello, welcome to the Honest War Game. I'm your host, Rob. One of your co-hosts for the 40k adjacent show. I don't think I could just intro me anymore. Uh, because this is well, a year- <laughs> well, it's a year-long running show, so we are the co-hosts of the 40k adjacent show. Mr. Val Heffelfinger and Peter the Falcon Calissimo. Welcome what everyone are- to the show. Meow, 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 meow. What are those, uh, what are those uh... Jokers on the Thursday show get what? What title do they have? Are they co-hosts? Uh, hosts. They're full so, hosts. Yeah, you're full hosts. I think now. Oh, I think you guys are full hosts. Congratulations! Okay. If you'd like to jump into the uh, the admin WhatsApp chat, I don't encourage that in any way. It's a uh, it's a dark place full of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think the Twitter takes are spicy? Wait till you see the WhatsApp admin chat. It's uh it's a wild place. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, wargamer slash alt right repository of memes, perfect. Uh, more, uh, more like uh, earlier on, we were having like a deep seated row about exactly how vegan we should try to force people to be. Um, uh, mainly Darren pushing that agenda quite heavily. Having watched Seaspiracy <laughs> last night, another thing you could watch oh, if God. you really want. I'm gonna not do that for a long time. <laughs> so I'm already the- aware that the oceans are being emptied. And I can ignore it enough because I don't have visceral images of it happening, so I can sort of skate on it. I just think fish are ugly, so fuck them. Yeah, do you know what? I'm a vegetarian, and people are particularly prejudiced. I was, yeah, I was talking about this yesterday, and um, uh, and someone was like, "Do you eat fish?" I was like, "No, but I don't give a fuck about fish. Like, fish can like do just do one, like fucking dumb. I just kill them for the sake of it." Yeah, <laughs> I don't even eat them. I mean, lobster is delicious, but it's just a big water bug, like yeah. real big, right? Which is why it's weird that loads of men have a picture of them holding a fish in their Tinder profile, like because that maybe it's maybe it's that kind of situation where you know when you see uh, a collection of women, they all seem somehow collectively hotter because they're all in a group. Maybe yeah. it's some sort of like like you're holding the fish and you go, "Oh, you're not the ugly guy," because the fish mm. is the ugly one. And you yeah. somehow look hotter, maybe. It's a way like, oh. better option than the tiger thing. Like, don't get a picture beside a tiger because those things are fucking hot. <laughs> so Go for the hot. sturgeon. Get yourself a sturgeon. Just be like, look at this motherfucker. You could be with him. You could be with me. Take your pick. <laughs> look, at, look at this thing, skinny ass lips. You know, <laughs> this thing. Look, look at these tiny lips. All right. Uh, welcome both of you to the show. Twitch chat, big shout out to you. Podcast bros, uh, stay hydrated. Uh, loads of love. And of course, everyone on Patreon, thank you, thank you for making it so that I, I live in, uh, well, like a kind of slum, but like I like it. So leave me alone. Um, so, Dude, you like your house is like one of the places the Ninja Turtles lived. It's awesome. Mm, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it's I talking true. to? I was talking to someone yesterday or the day before, second time Ninja Turtles had come up this week. And I was like, I really want... <laughs> <laughs> I really want I really want the I want the next gen Ninja Turtles but not that I want middle-aged turtles just like really struggling they're like four of us living in the house together we still can't get enough money together to buy a home middle-aged mutant ninja turtles <laughs> middle-aged mutant oh, fuck stop singing we can't Die. even afford pizza all we can do is deliver pizza we just don't oh. have the money um, yeah. anyway yeah. Uber Eats started taking 30% we're screwed <laughs> Right, hello, gentlemen. Uh, Val, I'll start with you. How have you been? What's been going on? Are you well? Yeah, systems all check out. Everything feels good. I lifted yep. my baby above my head the other day and my back 
which was a little weird. Um, oh. I've been told that it means I'm old. I've also suggested that I'm out of shape. Going to continue with the out of shape narrative rather mm-hmm. than the just being old narrative. Mm-hmm, 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 super mm-hmm. fair. Super, super fair. Mm-hmm. Super fair. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was telling you, I can't even do still that push up, that pull up. So maybe holding a baby above your head is the same as really a pull up. Like a, it is. It is. I think same pull-up. muscles. Yeah. Same everything. This is I lean. I think there's same a difficulty. Lean forward, bad form right there, and then as I lifted him over the head, just like, you know, very like, much you know a Lion kind of King scenario. Yeah. A Lion King scenario. You're on top yep. of a cliff. But that was the worst. That's like the, been the worst thing that's happened to me in weeks. So you know how you know how it goes for me. <laughs> Just fine. Everything's great. Um, uh, Pete, how have you been? Have you been well? What's been Good. going on? Good. I'm. Um, I almost got stuck at work the other day. Um, after close because we had a blizzard, and uh, I chose to drive my little family van to work so that my wife, in case of an emergency, could get around town. Um, did not consider that I would be the one that would not be able to get anywhere so it was good it was really good okay oh uh, good thing got stuck in a snowbank physically with my own body right afterwards oh really yeah yeah sometimes when you're walking on snow it says your weight doesn't matter to me anymore and you just fall right in and then you're like oh there's a lot here that's being able to do a pull-up would be super useful it would have been it would have been yeah yeah, because there are pull-up bars all over the uh, alberta plains like just Wherever you're going, you're like, man, if I could have done a pull-up, I could have gotten out of this situation. Uh, how cold is it there? Yeah, sorry, you guys asking about a blizzard in March. Is that common? Is that normal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one was, was probably the biggest we've had in a long time because um, it was like 20, 25 centimeters, um, which is huge for here, not like from my little maritime boy experience. But, um, yeah, we'll get like a, a like a, a fake spring that'll happen in early March where it'll get up to six or seven degrees Celsius, and then it'll just be like, nah, fuck you, we were kidding, and then you'll get like one last big snowstorm. So oh, this was really? it. Yeah, okay. it's about minus twenty today. So, well, it's glorious here. Glorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather is phenomenal, and it was phenomenal yesterday. Also, uh, so um, I've I've been indulging in that. I. Uh, took the afternoon off yesterday and I sat outside in the sun uh, which was really nice with a couple of friends uh, the restrictions have lifted so you're now allowed to sit outside with a friend so nice. I did that yeah yeah a couple of girls nice. and my mates uh, they were perving on Ooh. all the skater boys who were skating uh, and we were just hanging out uh, which is super nice he was a skater boy exactly. did, they, did they say see you later boy they yeah. did they did they were like what you been up to and I was like oh my god how good are dark angels and they were like what are you I was like oh what but you don't you know what, about mate? Warhammer good conversation Good conversation starter. That's how I start all my conversations on the radio at work. They call in. They're like, hey, I love the radio. Uh, what's going on? And I'm like, man, Dark Angels, they're a bit of an issue, I think. Oh, wow. You've seen Angels, too? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, um, just Googled uh, Middle-Aged Ninja Turtles uh, on recommendation of someone in the chat. And turns out, a, in Canada, we're not allowed to watch the Saturday Night Live sketch, Middle-Aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. But controversy alert, someone already on YouTube claims to have invented the concept and is upset Uh that Saturday Night Live stole their idea. Right. Look at that. Look at that. Well, this is the third time we've it's been independently created then around the world uh, because we had no idea about it. No no one ever would have thought of something like that. I don't think YouTuber uh, Lobster Magnet Review, the channel, 
Um, I don't think that that person would accept necessarily that it's an original idea. They may, they may get upset at us. They might try mm-hmm. to copyright strike us, which I think is true. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't want that. The, no. the, a rumor I heard this week, uh, just trying to move to 40K News for a moment. Uh, we don't sure. have to. Just really no, it's quickly. okay. It's okay. Just for a minute. It doesn't look like we've lost anybody, but if you want to lose some people, get me talking about 40K. Well, it's just, it's just a quick one. Like, mm. So I, I don't know if this is true, and unfortunately I did go to a forum, old Daka Daka. Don't do uh, that. For this particular, no I know. Hey, what was that like? You oh, did well. look at, you did look a little bit fallow and stressed out. Yeah, you did. Like, look, the bags under the eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was. So I was reading it, and I, apparently, now I don't know if this is true, but again, like a daka daka rumor, the um the new Mechanicum book, uh, Mechanicus book Codex, utterly like broken, so broken. Now the reason I know this, or apparently I think that this is true, is because. The guy who is uh, uh, driving the the boat in the Suez Canal, he actually is uh, just a a 40k player, and he was so furious having read it, he just fucking wheeled it in. <laughs> That's the rumor off Daka Daka. I don't know if that. So it was a gust of wind or a poorly received Codex rumor that drove yeah. the Ever Given into the I feel it. into I the bank. Got any thoughts? Would you like to confirm or deny? Is where I'm at. Mm. That is busted. That they're broken? <laughs> no, just the boat thing. I don't, oh. no, no, I, don't, I didn't even go to Daka Daka. It was just a, it was just a, was just a journey we He's went trying on. to get in on the meme because the boat's bit. gone, right? you got to get one in. Yeah, i just got to get one in. The boat is the boat gone. Yeah, yeah, that all gone. happened and ended before we even had a chance. Yeah, But I want to know what you two feel about it because it was great. Pete, feel about you, the boat? Yeah, were you like radioing like, like the planes and you were like... <laughs> radio uh, plane how much better are we than boats the bitches and stuff like that yeah. like oh. it literally that we had to it was sent to us in an email every plane <laughs> you have to tell them we're fucking better than boats so that's my <laughs> that's how i that's my little call thing now at the end of every every conversation just remember we're better than boats <laughs> so lift their spirits i just learned that there's two websites that i've been going to not realizing it both is the boat still stuck Dot com and then also is that boat still stuck dot com both of them currently reporting no in fact the boat is not still stuck um they're fantastic websites pinnacle of journalism um mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i love that at the end of the day it was just really probably the tide you know like all the work of that, that that like little digger guy did you know all that effort eh, yeah. tide came in yeah. they're just like, out. you know we could just wait on that moon Get that fucking moon working. You'd be Guys, right into this. On the full moon, the boat shall rise. Yeah. Yo, shut up. Matthew McConaughey, why are you even here? Um, I like the boat story. I, I was a big fan of the boat story boat wholesale. Story. Um, and I wondered, uh, I wondered if, because uh, you two are probably the most knowledgeable people that I actually probably could speak to about it. And like, is it a big deal? And also, like, is the second guy in the boat behind going to do the gag and throw his boat in there? Because like the... <laughs> that's the best joke. That's the best joke probably of a century. Yeah? Um, some fascinating things that I read on the internet just yesterday on this very topic that really loops aviation and boating, yachting, maritimeness together is um, they were talking about how in uh, uh, aviation they have a really good track record of not flying airplanes into things by accident mm-hmm. in general they're pretty good at not doing that mm-hmm. and um they were talking about well why is that so different uh with shipping and apparently um 
just just there's like a hundred was it, there's 200 boats have sunk in like the last couple of years like big ships like uh have transport just sunk that like transports tankers just boats on the ocean and a lot of the time it's just because on boats still uh you have like autocratic authority that's unchallengeable from the captain on down so like if the captain's an idiot um you die <laughs> Which apparently well, how does that work on a plane? Have, on a plane, um, they used to have that. Yeah. Now and there's they, like a hundred different things that they have to follow. And um, like it's a series of, of steps to avoid anything bad happening, right? There's like a computer on board that'll be like, hey, there's a plane near you. You should probably do something. It'll automatically detect other planes in the area. There's a guy watching a radar that's like, hey, there's a plane near you. You should probably do something about it. Um, the pilot can also decide the co-pilot like there's all sorts of little things to keep this from happening now because um because it does right so there's also it's uh it's it's very hard you have to really work for it to crash a plane um in in the air at least um he's been so. working at it for years now working at it yeah it's very hard you try your best but sometimes and arguably not anywhere near as funny as when you crash a boat no 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 not not no. at all not no, a, even a little bit. Mm-mm. Yeah. Although think, there are some pretty hair-raising YouTube videos of boats going wrong um, that are just because it happens in slow motion. Like I mean, when that when when this giant boat was wedging itself into that channel, it would have been like a oh no 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 kind of a scenario that takes a long time. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. there's a different kind of terror in a in a ship crash versus a airplane crash. You know what I mean? Slow yeah. motion terror. Well, it kind of led me on to thinking that 2021 really has been the year of, like, the maritime. We obviously, we had sea shanties, were kind of February, and now... I tried my best not to acknowledge that meme, but continue. (laughs) Do you not like the sea shanty meme? That was a bit weird. Val's Val's a landlocked, bougie son of a bitch. (laughs) I live on a lake, all right? I can smell the fresh water from here. He (laughs) hates sea shanties. He doesn't understand the maritime tradition. Uh, well, I live on a great lake. It's the greatest lake. Our lakes are huge. We don't need no salt water. This lake is great. You're not going to believe this lake. Uh, well, we've got uh, Steve in the chat, who I know is in the Navy or the English Navy. Uh, I think it's still called the Navy. Um, uh, I've, uh, the sure. old Navy, as it were. The, the Royal Navy brought to you by the Bank of Scotland or something? <laughs> the old Navy. He says... Um, that he's never sunk a ship, and also he's been through the Suez Canal a few times, and apparently you just don't touch the steering wheel. Just straight, like, cruise control it, straight through. So Maybe that's what they were doing. Ah, don't touch the steering wheel! <laughs> <laughs> the floor is lava! The floor is lava! Oh, I mean, honestly, but it's way better um, social commentary than 2020 threw up, I think, uh, the boats. So I'm very happy about the boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to 40k, I think. Um, okay. Uh, and like, has there been any rumors about uh, large-scale events? There's a couple uh, that have cancelled oh, yeah. here. Um, yep. I don't know if you guys have heard any rumors of big large-scale events starting to drop. Uh, some sad news this week, obviously, is the WTC has had to cancel. Yeah, uh, that's or, Sorry, postpone, obviously, um, which that's is the right decision. Um, it but, is, yeah. 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 Do you, have you guys heard of, heard of any events that are starting up soon or like in areas that you think are safe or... Like, is there anything to look forward to, kind of from competitive 40k in person? Atlantic City Open. Oh, got, okay. got opened up yesterday. Um, <laughs> is it going to be safe? I don't know. There was a American health official 
uh, almost crying on TV yesterday about being like, just give us a few more days. And like, I'm making fun of it, but it's sad when like the health officials are just begging you to wear a mask so that you don't die. And she's like a friggin' PTSD ER nurse that got appointed by Biden. So like she went through some stuff at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywho, so we'll see. I think by the time summer rolls around, like there's going to be a lot of vaccine in arms, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of events starting up, whether they should or not. It's a whole other story. But um, like there were four GTs on the weekend, two in Australia, two in the United States. Wow. Um, it's 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 coming back up, whether we want it to or not. So. Yeah, I, we did talk about this uh, maybe a few months ago, didn't we? We said that um, there's going to be a very difficult interim period where there are yeah. uh, there are the keen, too keen. Uh, and um, uh, then, the, did you see what happened in Miami for spring break? Uh, a few a lot of STDs, or are we back to normal trans <laughs> normal transmitted diseases again? No, they they uh, they had to um, they had to put, do a statewide emergency and close the place down at like eight p.m. The whole state because everyone was just going buck wild because they were like they were like first time out in a year, woo! And they were like just destroying the place. And um, anyway. and they were lying. They yeah. all of those people were out the entire year. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> not a single one of them actually quarantined. <laughs> like. Yeah, but here in the UK, uh, so some news for you guys. We're now allowed to do, and I think Gitley in the chat is doing a bit of garden hammer. So uh, we have that. Oh, I lovely. think maybe this might just be England. Um, uh, so yeah, we've got some uh, sweet ass. Is that where you have your minis with you? And you oh look, we're gonna dig some tulip bulbs. Hey, isn't that right, Corbulo? And then you like dig a hole and you talk to your mini. Is that is that what Garden Hammer is? Yes, you're allowed to play in your garden. I think we're. I think the current rules are. I'm allowed to meet someone from another house in uh, like three of us from our, or like you could do a group of six. I think outside, like basically. So you're you're back to like. Nineteenth uh, century courtship rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, that's already been happening for the past year. Like, if you wanted to go on a date, uh, you would be like, "Hey, would you like to go for a, a soiree along the river? Um, uh, like, would you like to walk around the gardens?" <laughs> Alert uh, status: Withering Heights. <laughs> yeah. There were so many Moors dates, uh, and not as many Moors murders, uh, which is uh, really surprising. But yeah, forty k in a field, uh, as Dan Brooker said. If only we had the weather. Um, six people or two households is basically the, the story. So people are doing, in the UK, a little bit of gun hammer. Mm -hmm. It's still not acceptable for us until next month, so May. Uh, no, month after two months uh, for us to meet up indoors. And then the month after that, it's like fucking two guns, let's go. Um, question, question from the floor. Um, so, what do they know about the future from that they can say that? Like, shouldn't it just be based on what what's happening in the world? No, that's not how. No, it's not how. Like, oh, I'm so sorry if you missed the recent memo. We're not doing like things anymore based on evidence or like none of that. We just do stuff. That's how things work now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they maybe Ontario. Date, like, this is the date we do stuff now. <laughs> yeah, in Ontario, I literally have booked a haircut because actually I'm, I'm making fun. But in Ontario, we're doing the same dumb thing. Uh, I've booked a haircut for. Tuesday, April the 13th, because apparently I can't get COVID on Tuesday, April the 13th. So I'm go. getting a haircut. There you go. That's, That's the fun. first day you're allowed to get haircuts in Ontario, two weeks from today. Yeah. So, oh, we're allowed to do inside. 
uh, in two in, in uh, April actually. Like so, it's interesting the kind of difference. But I don't know. I don't really keep track anymore. I can't be asked. Like whatever. Um, but yeah, just interesting. So I just thought I'd update you. I'll be like, there we go. Uh, what's do going think, on? Do you think in oh. Nottingham there'll just be some Japanese guy who doesn't acknowledge that that uh, that that COVID has ended, and he'll just be in the forest of of, <laughs> of Nottingham, Sherwood Forest, just running around, and like ten years from now, someone will be like. Hey man, like it's over, and he'll just socially distance, and no one can get close enough to him to tell him that the war is over. Potentially, potentially, but it might be me because I'm tempted to go do that. <laughs> Sounds so much more fun. No one tell Rob when it's over. <laughs> just still in the box. Just Pete, still and I the need booth. this. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I was wondering. The question I wanted to ask you both was, um, like, with the concept of in the next few months. Uh, being people who have uh, talked to tawny pros and been aware of tournaments for several years, uh, with the next few months, um, for, with 40k coming up, so let's say next six months, um, do you think that you could at this point build and put together some 40k armies prepping, or do you think that that just isn't how? Because I know the Dark Angels book has had some significant impact generally on the meta and also just kind of on the, the consciousness of 40k. Do you feel like what would you do? do you think, to prep over the next six months? Like, I'd say six months feels like maybe you could kind of plan to go to an event in six months' time, which is pretty much like normal planning time for going to events, right? Normally, like, I'm, like, I'm going to go to that event in six months' time. So, like, do you think there's anything outside of, like, the normal stuff that you would do to prep for an event? And also, how would you prep, like, if, you know, there's people who are like, cool, I want to get into 40K, or I did play 40K, but I haven't touched it for a year. What do you think? <laughs> where would you be, like, mentally with that? Or is that too... That's a great question. I just keep talking, so I'm going to let Pete Pete in on the conversation. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like, just do what you normally would have done um, at this point. Like, nothing's changed. It's just no one's playing. Boring. Uh, yeah, it's. It, there's nothing to say. It's just uh, 40k is 40k. Yes, Dark Angels are super scary. Uh, Drukari are probably scarier. I don't know if uh, there's many armies that can beat them right now. Once they once they hit full force. So um, there's just going to be power creep. Accept it. Take a look at what's coming out. Buy that army. It'll probably be better than the last one. And go from there. Win. Uh, Win at all costs. That's the only thing that matters. (laughs) But, like, the thing that I've kind of realized by being out of 40K for a while now is that, like, the meta was always changing anyway. Like, the the most... Never, never changed. Like, it was, was like... (laughs) For the most part, you'd get like in the beginning of eighth, you'd get a month, you know, mm-hmm. of stability until we got to knights, and then everything was destroyed by space marines. Like there and was that, like, well, yeah. So there was like knights, and then we had like a year where it was kind of like there's these two or three armies that are well, it was way more than two or three, but once they nerfed down the Castellan and they nerfed down Inari, we had a decent like six month spread where it was like. Anything goes. Gene Steeler cults are slightly better than everybody, but only slightly. No one was playing. And they're hard to play, and there's a lot of them. Uh, there aren't a lot of them, right? And then, uh, yeah, and so then since then, it's kind of been like Space Marines for a very long time. And now Space Marines are kind of, unless you count Dark Angels, which I guess, kind of on the decline. And we're seeing um, what's new is best again. So It'll be Death Guard super- doing very well. And uh, Necrons are all of a sudden also not doing great. There's... They're having to cup some issues, having to re- rejig all their lists. And now we have Drukari, which are absolutely crazy, crazy damage potential. Exactly. And not a lot of downside. Really? Also, I heard Skari saying, like, 
um, how like woe woe begotten he was because he's been playing with an underpowered book for a long time on uh, on a good podcast that I can't remember the name of right the second. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Adam Camilleri, Art of War Down Under, great show. Um, but nonetheless, um, I was thinking. I was thinking, like, Dark Eldar were awesome for, like, a long time. They only they were, recently They got, really only got, had a bad... Like, till Psychic Awakening, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but, shut up, Scary. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, wow. shut up, Scary. Shut up. Wow. Shut up. So what are we telling him shut up for? It's, what, just, it's strong he's now. Complaining. He's complaining. He's, he's, he's complaining like a regular old Eldari player about yeah. how... That his book about, is, about hasn't been stuff. good for a million years. Aspect Warriors haven't been released. Um, <laughs> Eldar were never actually good. Anytime anyone was actually good with them, it was a, an accident. Yeah. You know, the uh, normal. I need, the normal. I need to double back uh, a little bit on my previous comments where I told Scary to shut up because I feel bad about it because he's one of the nicest guys <laughs> I know. So, um, he's such a good person. It's I'm really very sorry about that. I can't even sarcastically be mean to Scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you, guys are, if, if you guys don't know who Scarry is, Scarry has a, a, a Twitch channel, YouTube, and also a podcast called Scardcast. If you guys want to go check it out, someone in the chat said when are we going to have Scarry on to talk about Drukari Codex. I mean, you can just go watch that, and like you're all you you got all the knowledge you could need. Here, if you say. need to know how to play Drukari right now, buy like forty to fifty racks, buy five or six raiders, get a bunch of witches or hellions, two wit, uh, two succubus, uh, Drazar. Did they, they renew racks? Are Rax getting a model? No, Rax uh, got no. a brand new, a pretty new model. I thought they had. Their, res- their I thought models they were... that bad anyway. But oh, just I thought they were. Um, I thought they were. Re- I thought they were. liquefiers fighting. on everything. If it can take a liquefier, take it, and you'll win. You'll beat everybody. No one will be happy with you um, because they will think they're winning for like three rounds when they kill a lot of stuff, and then you'll they'll be like, "Ha, gotcha! Never mind. All my stuff kills all your stuff by a billion. This this succubus has forty two attacks if you make saves. So let me get it. Yeah, wow. didn't know what racks looked like. Apparently, my bad. Um, also, if you want to hear what uh, Scary has to say about Dark Eldar, just put your head out the window. You'll probably be able to hear him talking about it from wherever you're standing. <laughs> but uh, Dark Technomancer liquefier spam, I think, is going to be the way. Maybe it won't be. Hellions are also super good, but man, those Dark Technomancer liquefiers just kill everything. Really? So there, there's your there's your hot tip. For how to play Drakari in Ninth Edition, I enjoy that. Stonks. I enjoy that both of you are starting to learn to talk really fast when you're trying to say something relevant to 40k, because you know I'm trying to interrupt you. <laughs> Dude, oh, before the show started, we were just talking about Listerine and in your butthole. So that's right. Yeah, butt check and Listerine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a uh, Northern Alberta fun times. Got to stay fresh. That's how you it keep does feel out. like it. It does feel like the Scary, uh, uh, not Scary book, <laughs> Drukari book. Ah, oh, Drukari book. No, Drukari book. <laughs> yeah, someone should make that joke. Um, <laughs> uh, Drukari. Do you think? Yeah, middle age mutant ninja. <laughs> Podcast ideas. Uh, Pete, <laughs> do you think? Do you think anything needs to be done about the power level of the Drukari? I mean, a couple things. Competitive edge needs to be reworded so it's not silly. Um, and then I think we just have to wait and see if uh, there needs to be some kind of change to, like, Dark Technomancers or um, or if Hellions are just a little too tuned. But um, we also just have to wait for more books. I think at this point, 
what we've learned as Codex has come out and we're like, wow, that's really strong is like it's it's kind of just going to keep being that way. Um, and then hopefully things balance each other out in the end. Um, I've, we've talked about this in the past where like the release schedule has slowed down so much that I think a lot of the stuff that we're playing was kind of tested in a different way than we're, we're getting to play it where, you know, oh, how many books are we in playing, now? Uh, what, five, six? Like, I don't yeah. know. But like if you think about it, in a way of uh, like everything's been slowed down so much, there's a high probability that like we were expected to be playing Drukari with like new Admech and Sisters of Battle at the same time, and that might completely change like the expectations and what's good and what isn't, right? So, I was uh, there's a question I was going to ask was because it's relevant because uh, it's happening in Age of Sigmar at the moment, and I've kind of gone through um, uh, a change, I guess. Would you say? Would you say the new Drukari book is pitched at the same level as so Dark Angels is an expansion right so not its own codex so would yep. you say all of the codexes so Marines all expansions then Necrons uh, Death Guard and Drukari would you say that they're pitched at the same level or do you think that there's there's a, like would you say that they can all compete with each other or do you think that they're in different worlds um I think that that was the intent. I don't think it's what's actually happening. I think that each book has been slightly better than the last. Not like head and shoulders better, but I think there's been like a a slight improvement. Um, I would actually say Death Guard was a, a bigger jump from like Necrons to Death Guard um, than we had previously. And then like Dark Angels to Death Guard was like, okay, I can see where this is going. Um, and then we have Drukari, which is just like a, an extra step above them. Slight, slight step, but... Okay. Um, for, for frame of reference, there, I think we're at seven books because I'm still in camp. I'm still in the camp that supplements are their own books. Oh, I and do. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in the old days, they would just reprint the data slates in it, and then we'd call it its own co codex. I don't. There's fundamentally no difference. Like I don't. Like I don't get it. Like I think Necrons may end up suffering from being the first book. Um, but that being said, I still think it's a good book and we're still seeing them like come up with wins. Um, there were like three Necron lists at the, uh, this last weekend that, uh, went four and oh, before they took their first loss. One of them just went four oh and one. Um, and the lists have completely changed because people are realizing like the stuff that everyone thought was really good at first doesn't work into, um, like dark angels. So they have to completely redo rethink how they play. Um, and that's been helpful because Death Guard and Dark Angels are now, like, between the two of them, like, 40% of the meta. So, Wow. So, right now, if you think about it, if we were on the same release schedule as 8th edition was, uh, edition would have dropped in June, Space Marines would have been in July, Death Guard would have, uh, sorry, Necrons would have been in August, so that's two down, and then we would, we'd be in, like, November, because it'd be two books from there. So those guys would have gotten their own months, and then we would have had two books in September and two books in October. We'd be halfway through November right now. That's where the meta is, which is kind of wow. crazy. Yeah, so it's on a real delay. I, so the, the only reason I asked the question, the only reason I asked the question is because in Age of Sigmar, there's been like um, a couple of books, oh, mainly one that was released last year, the Seraphon book and the Zinch book at the same time, same like month or so. Um, where their power level was like pitched significantly higher. We haven't, Agency Mark actually hasn't had the kind of like, I don't want to say thorough, maybe that's not fair, but 8th edition felt like a, like, 8th uh, edition felt like a complete, uh, like, 
a complete cycle in addition, mm-hmm. which maybe is the first time. That's like everyone got a codex, and then albeit not particularly great in some cases, but everyone got some form of expansion to kind of catch people up. And in a three-year window, which I probably think we can expect from most of like these editions in, uh, as time goes on, in a three-year window, everyone kind of had something, mm-hmm. um, and there was some sort of regularity to it in some ways um and some sort of like understanding of it so like i don't think i i love necessarily the process because i think it's weird like i much preferred eighth launch bosh all everyone's got some new shit like in the kind of um uh, compendiums or whatever they were at the time yeah boom everyone starts and then you start playing and then like the drip feed thing is like i get it like it's what they need to do for sales and other stuff like i understand it's always going to be the process, but it felt like solid. But in Age of Sigmar, we not quite had that because we we're always getting some new armies or like they, they just, it seems to be at random. They've got this really fun new thing where they split armies in half. So like a release that they clearly want to do, like with Sinesh recently. Uh, they, or Lumineth is the very best example. The Lumineth book, I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, the, the first book, which was only kind of released like nine or 10 months ago, it was clearly like, they were just like, okay, control X that bit out of the book and we'll just stick oh, this no. into the other book. Like, there was, like, a character called, like, Scenari and they didn't get whatever trait Scenari got until the second book. But, like, there was just, like, it was like, you can do this stance and it's like, where are the other stances? Like, why can I only do this one stance? It's like, because they were then in the second book and they just chopped it in half. So it's kind of always been a bit weird. But the latest book is very, very strong. It's, it's quite a high level. But actually, it's pitched at the level of a lot of the other kind of strong books. So, and I'm kind of, we have this kind of thing where there's like two authors. One's terrible at writing uh, stuff and one's really good at writing stuff, depending on, yeah, yeah. on your, your opinion. And, um, uh, and I quite like it that it's all pitched at the same strength level. But it's interesting because 40k doesn't seem to have that same vibe. Does that make sense? It feels like each book feels like it understands the other books that came before it in ninth i don't know if that's a fair assessment but it feels like it's right i think so like i think that covid really has completely changed how like how we view the meta and how it gets shaped now everyone's relying very heavily on like influencers to figure out what's good and what's not um and that's been actually, I think, pretty good for like the minimal tournaments that we've had, um, because we're seeing like a real like broad range of stuff that's winning now because of that. Um, even though you know certain factions are showing up all the time, um, what's winning isn't necessarily those factions. Um, like Death Guard have only won one event. Dark Angels have only won one event. Um, we're still seeing like custodies pull off wins and. Um, like weird craft world eldar combinations because craft world eldar by itself is garbage but you can find 1100 points of craft world eldar and jam 900 points of harlequins in it and that'll work um so yeah there's a lot of good uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of meat on this bone right now in ninth which is uh, awesome and it's just um just a matter of seeing like like where it goes from here like we'll do can people adjust with their previous codexes um, to make up for some of this, some of this put potential creep, um, and that I guess will determine how balanced and good the edition actually is. That's why I like I see some people like, how do you fix Dark Angels and stuff in the chat? Um, I don't know yet because I want to see what's. I do want to wait at least another codex or two to see if like there was no plan to fix it anyway. I think like Dark Angel secondaries are a problem. Um, yeah. The like Ravenwing one that's like move twelve inches and do a thing, but there's no definite like the definition of move twelve inches is you can just pop a wheelie. Like right where you're at and, yeah, and do a burnout. Come back. 
yeah, like you don't even have to move the modeling, but like he moved 12 inches. Um, now I have Jink and uh, I get my three objective points um, or like the like stand on an objective one um, with a, a unit that's practically impossible to kill. Like that stuff seems a little too strong, especially because you can use the Space Marine uh, secondaries as well from the Space Marine Codex and no one else really has that option um, to have like that many extra. So we'll have to see if that's uh, an impact, like little stuff like that. Like, and that's all. That all seems like stuff that is so easily fixed by just adding a constraint, right? Like, yep. okay, you can pick one of these guys, not all of them. And also, you know, you give give Ravenwing a little addendum to that 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 rule where they have to move like a flyer. They got to move eighteen inches away from where they are, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of that can be fixed. And I think for the first time ever, I think ever I'm in the, we can wait and see camp. Um, Same. You know, like, I think, I think, yeah, it's the first time ever for wait and see for me. And we'll, it, it, I think there's stuff that's probably obviously kind of maybe too tough and strong, but I am functionally Warhammer illiterate at this point. I know dark angels are making people upset. I don't really know why. Um, but that's I mean, like. They, uh, like army wanting to obsec and transhuman without really having to pay for it is a big thing. It's a really big thing. It's fairly significant. One thing, one thing I would say about um, like codex releases um, is that and I think we've talked about it on the show before. In eighth edition, you could totally see what they were able to bite off in, like sorry, sorry, take off in one bite. So like there was a definite grouping of codexes that had a very similar design philosophy felt very similar power level similar complexity and that was sort of like your wave one and then the rest of the rest of the books kind of felt pretty bespoke like maybe there's a second wave and then the final books all felt like they were sort of built with the existing meta of eighth edition in mind Mm -hmm. and by that i mean like orcs were clearly created knowing what everyone else was like um, and as were was GSC and all that, and and, the, and then Space Marines were created, not really understanding what 40k was. So um, yeah, I think that's clearly like a capacity of the studio thing. Maybe I don't know. I, I honestly, we can't see the future. We can only, or, or we can't see well, through the the, the black box. But that's what it feels like, right? The comparison, the comparison for me though was because actually, like uh, first in line with his hand in the air waiting in a camper van or in a tent to criticize games workshop am i however mm-hmm. however however it does feel like ninth edition 40k feels like a more cohesive codex rollout plan oh, yeah. okay is my point in comparison to age of sigmar at the moment and what i wanted to ask you to um was more like is the power creep because the reason the question came up because pete mentioned power creep and I know that's a conversation that happens a lot, and it kind of makes sense from the company. Like, it's a shitty practice. They're like, we'll just make the next book stronger than the last book, because it really means you can't really properly have a game, ultimately, unless the other books are able to somehow compete with something which is... Because if it's not really creep if you can go back to your codex and still beat it, or at least mm-hmm. like compete with it, because that's not really creep, because really it's just differently strong, but your book has to change to deal with that different strength, yep. and then you can still beat it. So that's not really power creep. So I wondered, I just kind of wanted to ask about the veracity of the the statement of creep. Like, is it genuinely a level above? Because like Lumineth, Seraphon, Zinch in Age of Sigmar are significantly a level above than some of the other books. But we have like Sinesh release at the same time, which is 
terrible. <laughs> like it's like this. Like I have no description how to like. It would be like if you release Darking uh, the Drakari book now and then the Tau book now, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like it's it's, it's, it's weird. It's like it's it's as if you like you were playing checkers and one by one they added chess pieces to the board. So like that feels like power creep, but really with each changing piece, what's good on the board just changes, right? Like, do you think, that, do you think that's fair, Pete? Though, like, you, like I think like, I get the analogy, Val. Yeah, I think mostly. I think that's mostly fair. Um, I do think that like each codex has been slightly better than the last. I really honestly do because you you see more options, more tricks, more things that like the last codex just couldn't do, right? Like if you look at Space Marines, Space Marines, they put a lot of power into the data sheets. Necrons, they put a lot of power into the data sheets. Like the the supplements they released, like Blood Angels, Death Watch, there weren't a lot of like insane tricks. It was like you have your toolbox is limited now, um, because we've put a lot of data into the the data sh- the power into the data sheets, and then um, like Death Guard, very strong data sheets, uh, very hard to move. You're like, okay, I can see it. It's slightly stronger, but m- there should be answers to this. Um, but then Dark Angels, it's like, oh, you have a a lot of tricks that are like that nobody else can do anymore, um, or only old codexes can do. So maybe this wasn't the pl- the plan all along. Um, maybe people have someone doing testing was like, wow, like these books are boring. Let's add some spice. Um, and now we have Drukari, which gets you know its own codex and its supplement at the same time. Um, that is just like max the brim with shenanigans and i mean that's it feels very drukari but you could make that argument for a lot of armies um and dark angels wouldn't be one where i'd be like man they they're the really tricksy army aren't they um uh but like but that's kind of what we're seeing is they're adding tricks and i love that i love tricks it's like the it's one of my favorite little things it does sometimes create gotcha moments which suck but like overall it it makes for a kind of a more dynamic play when you really like you're looking at an opponent and you can be like, well, I know he can do this, but he could also do these three other things that I now have to consider. Um, and the more you add these little extra options for people, right, it, it is a bit of power creep. And so then you have your old codexes, which then like Necrons now have to like completely rejig what they thought was good to deal with it. Um, and it'll become a point. It'll just come to a point where you have to find out, like, is there enough? Is there enough little things you can do to to make it work? And then you have your old 8th edition codexes that are mostly relying on, um, like, jank that was never fixed, <laughs> like, in an FAQ to be like, this is how I'm going to win. Like, I'm <laughs> going to take 15-point death, uh, death uh, core of Krieg riders that may or may not be fast attack or elite so I can put them in whatever slot I feel and then just tell the TO that's what it is. Um, and, yeah, go that word. Nothing. Val, go something. Oh. Sorry, I just uh, decided to buy is the stump a good dot com, and and we. <laughs> Sorry, okay. it's no. gonna cost me thirty six dollars. That seems oh, worth no, it. Oh no, two ninety nine, two ninety nine. By the way, if you're if you're interested in a stonk, uh, uh, the Honest Wargamer crew are currently selling uh, Games Workshop wholesale all of Lenton retail estate. On Earth 2 for $100,000 if you are uh, of interest. Mm, nice. Oh, it's uh, for sale already? We got off to the moon, buddy. You got you to gotta diamond hand that. What are I you think crazy? we're diamond handing it quite well. I think I think we don't mind, like, out in a, like, we bought in the dip, which was the start. And I think 100K mm-hmm. uh, on top of our 30 Are these investment. transactions, uh, are they done using uh, 
non-fungible tokens. That's what I want to know. So are you going to sell Nottingham as an NFT? Oh, fascinating. What, like, oh, of course, this is what you want to do. You want to somehow package it into some sort of dividend and then resell the insurance on that on, like, on a low... That's what Dow wants. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. I mean, that's even beyond uh, what I was saying. Yeah, you could buy up their retail locations and then package them all together into one um uh you know one thing and then create a, some sort of financial crisis within your fake world perfect that's all we want that's all we want um uh, pete thanks for your uh, uh points there because i think there's some really good ones i, I want to move the conversation on if you two don't mind uh of i course never I'm mind gonna be, i'm going to be checking on is stomper.com a couple of questions i want to ask you and if i if i'm in any way uh uh, if anyway, trend on any toes, just tell me to shut the fuck up and I'll move the conversation on. But something Neil brought up on the Sunday night show um, was that the Art of War guys no longer uh, in a relationship with the FLG guys. Is that or did, or did I dream that and that was wrong? That's 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 correct. Oh, wrong yes. button. <laughs> it is correct. Okay. All right. Have you guys got any thoughts on that? Because that's been a long established partnership. I would say. Yeah. I mean, uh, they started after us. They they stole our idea to join the FLGN. Um, immediately after Stat Center was created, they were like, let's get in there. Yeah, was so, John Damaris. John Damaris approached me at a tournament in Toronto. He lives in the middle of the United States. I think it was a 12-hour drive. He sounds like he, he lives walked, in the middle though. of the United States. He uh, walked that way, too. He walked. Anyway, and he came up, and he's like, I have a podcast idea. And I was like, what's your podcast idea? He's like, I'm going to do a show with Nick Nanavati. I was like, okay, I've never seen or heard of you before, and you're doing a podcast with Nick Nadavati. Good one, buddy. And it turned out he was. It was a great show. And, uh, and little did you know, he was like one of the biggest War Machine podcasters <laughs> of all time. Little did I know, he wasn't full of shit at all. You seem thirsty. That's all. You know, when someone's really thirsty, yeah, it's soft pudding. You know, I do it to people all the time. Um, <laughs> and I think really what it is is, like, I think they had a good, good thing. Like uh, Art of War got. Um, some plugs and some promotion and uh and frontline gaming got the association with some really good players and i think uh, essentially you know that was no longer the best situation it was really like when when the news broke in in like the various chats i'm in and it was like this is going to happen i was scared because i was worried my friends were mad at each other so i was meddling like i do in all Mm -hmm. major scenarios (laughs) And I was just sort of talking to all sides out of both sides of my mouth, just seeing what was going on because I was really scared there was a rift or something. And after some extremely uh, detailed due diligence, it seemed like quite the amicable breakup. So I, I don't think there's any hard feelings. There's not really, there's no, I don't know. It really struck me as a as like, okay, this has run its course. We're gonna go all. Everyone's gonna do our own thing now, and that's it. Okay. All right. You got any thoughts, Pete? No, I mean, that's like, that was ba- from any talk I've had with anybody, that's basically what it came down to. It was like, uh, you know, this has run its course. We're not really helping each other anymore so much. So let's uh, let's be our own entities. It helps for a lot of reasons um, from an FLG perspective in that they, like, they're about to start running essentially a series of events, right? Like yep. a super major every month. So having like a quote unquote sponsorship of several players probably isn't in their best interest. Yeah. Um, like there's a whole lot going on there that, that this just kind of resolves. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it is like, what it is. Like, they're all my like buddies. Riot. 
it would be like Riot sponsoring a team that plays. Uh, yeah. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that makes loads it's, of sense. Go yeah, on. Oh, that, I'm sorry. No, just that uh, when it as it was happening, like so as like I'm pretty, I don't know, getting kind of hot and heavy with the FLGN. I'm 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 having delusions of grandeur of how we like make it cooler and do better content and stuff. And so when it was like, oh, oh yeah, we're no longer gonna have, you know. One, two, some of the more notable names in 40k plus Adam Camilleri who is one of the great analysts that we have and, and his ability to just shoot the poop about 40k and tell you interesting facts um, you know it was kind of like I had a moment of panic because you know like shit that's a lot of good content but then I think what Pete said uh, immediately rang true in the sense that well now they can be people we talk about and we can do so um, much more uh, you know, without without feeling like there is a, you know, self-interest not to be critical or to be critical because, like, we have to seem impartial or whatever. It just, it makes them so that they're, now they're just players and we can cover them, we can talk to them, we can, we can discuss how they perform. There's no worries about, you know, that conflict of interest that Pete was talking about. So I think ultimately it makes more sense not to have them in the stable for, for the reasons Pete said. Well, I mean, I hate everything you just said for a moment because that really, that really poops the shoots on my, uh, on yeah. my next suggestion, which was if everyone's abandoning ship, boys, come join the Honest Wargamer <laughs> network. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is is? I mean, we're already halfway there. That's where I was taking this, but then you got uh, too serious about it. It was not. Guys, as fun. I can be part of any network. Like they just. <laughs> You All of your networks out there, Rogue Trader Network, if you want me, I'm in. Um, whatever stupid network you British people have, I'm in that too. Um, Aussies, the normal blokes, get me on. Like, hook me up. I'll do it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna turn into the podcast fuckboy that Val never understood how to be because he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as far as I can tell, no one knows that I do this show because I wear these glasses. So yeah, I true. can I can just get away with it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, perfect then. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm sure I'd be under serious pressure to uh, never appear here again. Whenever like um, <laughs> we're at events together, Val, and people are like, "Where's Val? I'd like to meet him." I always point out Don Hoosen. I'm like right there, and uh, so that's the other reason why no one knows because <laughs> they don't know what you look like. Period. <laughs> and they all think I'm a tremendous dickhead. Well, okay. Well, you've you've had your one opportunity to join. The co- the offer won't be offered again. Uh, so, I think I accepted. I really. Oh no, you I... accepted. <laughs> I don't know. I think Val also semi accepted, but under pseudonym. Um, so fine, that works. Maybe I can create a persona to my persona. Like, uh, or maybe I could I could be on the Honest War Game using my real name. No, don't do that. Your name is dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do have four of them. You do have so many names. Oh, thanks to Shugo for donating £5 to the show. It's massively appreciated. Um, and also, Yes Meat Balls is correct. To be fair, the Honest War Gamer will happily shit on their own host, so there's no conflict of interests at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're more likely to have a harder time. Um, but I think that's the difference between American and English humour, I think, in, in a lot of ways. Because, um, uh, obviously, uh, satire oh, is no. completely lost on them as a people. I think you but can... Maybe. I, you can you can you can gently uh, mock or even heavily rib anyone who's not from Texas. I think that's basically your cutoff there. Um, maybe Midwest even you can extend, but everyone else I think has a general sense of your Southwest, Southeast. Sorry, also uh, touching. No, there's only so many points on the compass. <laughs> <laughs> only so many points. 
don't don't uh, don't make fun of the of the West Coast either, or or the Pacific Northwest. They yeah, I feel like those guys yeah. you can make all the middle, of, right? Is or the it, middle. Yeah, is there a state the you could talk? East. Is Minnesota okay? Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm, I don't know. Renegade Open. They get a little fussy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The, who are the battle hosts? Where are they? They're in. Uh, yeah, they're in, just they're the battle cities, hosts. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, uh, Alaska. You can make fun of Alaska. They they have nothing left um, oh, yeah. to live for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, talking about <laughs> shitting on each other and having a good time. When Val and I first started podcasting together, I would shit all over Val in public constantly and he would message me and be like can you please stop um i don't know if you're serious or not and i'd have to be like it's because i love you i shit on literally nobody else only the people i love i don't even remember that i've uh i've selectively forgotten serious or not like i think no that was more like in things that you would directly (laughs) say to me that would lead me to (laughs) are we friends or not i can't quite tell (laughs) do you want to do this (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Why don't you love me? (laughs) Guess I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I mean, making friends isn't hard. You just find someone that's not fussy and loves Power Rangers. That's how you make friends. There you go. Just like every every millennial's Tinder profile should be. So, little side uh, note. Little side note. I don't want to. I don't want to put anyone on blast. So I'll be very specific about this. Uh, the, the young lady. You'd be very specific young, about who you're putting on blast. Or not? No, I won't mention names. But the young lady. The joke is with that particular tweet, uh, uh, Pete, is that she um, she may have had a romantic liaison with one of the actual original Power Rangers at one point in her life, which is a great story, wow. and refused to sleep with him until he said, "It's morphin' time." Mm. <laughs> that I mean, that is a reasonable demand. Yeah, that's very reasonable. Uh, so, anyway, um, so I, I just—I mean, I used to, make... to yell "Autobots roll out" in bed um, <laughs> to my wife's chagrin. So, all works. So oh, I have had the—I have had the distinct honor to uh, be getting to be chatting with uh, one of the producers uh, and uh, and people behind the Mighty Morphin Meower Rangers, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is wow. a uh, a YouTube series of about uh, well that are power rangers uh but uh except they're all cats um and it's it's fabulous so i suggest everyone checks out the mighty morphin meower rangers uh it's a full season of it uh it's pretty amazing really um uh that's okay i'm into it i'll, I'll watch that i'm 100 uh, in. <laughs> you had me at, at meower it's been viewed three million times really Oh yeah, it's like a real production. It's more than my TikToks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would like to watch those on repeat for the rest of my life. Is what I'd like to say. Um, Pete on repeat, Peating on me. Uh, I, uh, there was something I the, the thought of powering just threw the the last question out of my head. So uh, just being conscious of time, um, is there anything that you two would like to bring up from the week? Something that's popped up that you thought, yeah, this is this is of note. Um, Atlantic City Open for me is is the big deal. Um, oh, the terrain! Thank you. That's brought it back to my brain. Is that the terrain one? No, that's the Dallas Open. Oh, okay. Shame. Okay, never mind. What happened? I'll bring what? up your point. Da- oh, Dallas Open train one one good. What happened? Yeah, what was they, the name of Dallas? Um, Open? So one of the tos from the Dallas Open posted um, terrain setups on a bunch of the like Facebook sites because they're really pushing to get to like two hundred and fifty some odd players mm. um, at the event. 
um, and they weren't good. Like it oh. was pretty sparse. Um, they had a, a number of fences that they built, like um, um, two sticks with like string between them that they were calling obscuring terrain. Uh, and yeah. uh, and so there was a like uh, like I'm not even gonna say it was a lot of backlash. I think like in the back the backwoods 40k universe there was a lot but like on the facebook post there was just a, a number of people they were like hey this doesn't look good at all and they were kind of defending themselves like you just got to play on it um and then nick nanavati came in and actually had a very nice like well thought out very polite like comment where he, where he was like listen i was thinking of going to this event if the terrain is like this i probably won't here are the reasons why like you have people telling you that they think there's issues with this um, and you should be taking them seriously. And I want to like your event and I want to go. And they apparently had a, a meeting, the Art of War people and Dallas Open people, and are going to be updating the tables to make them um, a little a little ticker, as it were. So we'll see if uh, what the improvement is there. But yeah, they were pretty, pretty sparse looking setups um, for a ninth edition game. Like Still had and those that, um, logos on the objective markers, though, didn't they? Love that. Yeah, lots of private mocking. Yeah, Tom, you got it. Lots of private mocking, less backlash. And then they released their like um, FAQ for the tournament, and it was a lot of very uh, rules-as-written um, rulings for some situations that had got also got some feathers ruffled, um, like in regards to um, when it, when like, is this... reinforcements and such. So there's also a hilarious schism in Texas itself. Oh, because there was a, I think Bulls was bringing back their tournament and it stepped they on a bunch of toes. Yeah, so like, did. is this which side of the, of the, the click? Side, uh, the this Bulls is the side. other side. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, is this a, this is a tournament in the future? When is this supposed to run? Next month. Next month, I believe. Next month. Texas getting a lot of tournament love. Yep. So they're like this. They're trying to make it the first, rates all at the same time. <laughs> the first super major for ninth edition, right? That's their goal. Seven, eight rounds. I believe they're at eight rounds. Two hundred and some odd people registered. First super spreader event of, of ninth edition. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, that's what it is. Oh, whoopsie. Um, anyway. um. Well, I don't know. Like again, like the America is really a crazy race against time. It's it's hard for me not to. Like in the United States, in two weeks, ninety percent of the population will be able to go get a, a vaccine. So, assuming people actually do it, like these vaccines work really well. Like they they can have all the friggin' maskless orgy parties that they want. Like we, I do Canada, believe they're still doing the mask thing. So we'll have to see. But anyway. yes, that has been cool. Like Toledo uh, was mentioned in the chat. Uh, happened this past week. Um, God bless them. Still snowflake in the format. Keep it up. Midwestern United States never change, um, but uh, they uh, they ran it with with masks, and I know that venue if they're still doing it at uh, oh what was it called yeah well I've been there anyway it's a warehouse <laughs> good good chat bad bad anecdote um, you, you you did your best you did your best Atlantic City Open that's what I'm looking forward to uh, that's in June um, that might be the first live coverage opportunity um flgn gets um we'll see if that comes together i'll be very curious what about you robo what, what about you about. Yeah. uh what's the question the question is what about you like what are you what are you excited about, about? Like, what's coming what what happened what's coming when, like are you uh, are you some, tentatively like, some, making plans some, we, yeah we got some yeah i am tentatively making plans um like uh i got uh we got
got all the overlays and stuff uh, in, in cooking up, which is nice. Uh, some stats input by Ziggy and some other stuff, so that's working quite nice um, into our own ecosystem. I need to integrate that with some like TO software and stuff uh, at some point. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, uh, just planning to make it good, really. I think the the easiest thing for us, uh, very much like FLG, um, is that like our, my plan is to make stuff uh, as regular here as possible. Um, obviously, their plan is to do it via Super Majors uh, and then America, <laughs> so everyone can kind of like fucking Dutch rudder each other over there in the states, mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> I get to. <laughs> what is Dutch it's the double mean? Dutch rudder. The double it's, Dutch it's, rudder. It's like a it's like a hundred oh, person he- Dutch rudder, isn't it? Um, he yeah. explained this to me already once, and I forgot what a Dutch rudder was already. Damn it! <laughs> it's a good time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm I'm excited about the venue uh, wholesale. I know it's not quite like the scale of like super major live coverage from American events, which has got all the big names. But I feel like we'll be able to put down um, some like really nice coverage, which is the plan, and also like some nice like nice connections. I was speaking to Captain Team England only on Sunday night. Um, he said he might pop down here and do some. Uh, uh, tryouts for the WTC English team here and we'll run them here and I thought that was a really nice little thing as well so like that stuff's really exciting for me because I think like before we go and do big events like WTC or even um, fucking uh, LGT which is, will be a big like English oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a big uh, super major like we'll be able mm-hmm. to like really get our really get our shit together and practice on an almost weekly basis so that's kind of uh, that's what I'm most excited about Bravo. Um, although I, that's I, also I... quite tense that's a lot to do it is a lot to do, uh, but it's like everything you've been frigging getting ready to do, and you've been mm-hmm. full on sting. Um, you know, approaching climax, backing off. Approaching climax, backing off. So when this thing actually fires off, like it's gonna be spludgy. Mm-hmm. He's the edge master. That's right. Yeah, He's I'm, an edge lord. I might um, ask you guys. I'm doing the 40k pack next week. I might actually ask you guys about the ban phase because the ban phase for for super series for 40k is actually. Uh, a really interesting kind of conversation because you can't really like hit so that in a, in the age sigma band phase there's restrictions on how you ban um but i don't know you can really even hit that into 40k because because marines are an issue like you can't like do you know what i mean like normally like you have safety bands and bands so i think i'll just put out flat bands you just be like ban what the fuck you want off you go to the races because i mean even if you look at death guard you go cool i ban death shroud they're like well black god lords are pretty good and you ban them like well, actually marines are still pretty fucking good as well like they're not, maybe not as good as the others but like, i don't really know how you like i think there is no way you could competently safety ban into an army that there's a restriction so um i might kind of like uh, spitball that with you guys next week because i think that'd be a fun conversation and uh Love you guys to. might quite like it i um, i like i like the fact that like you're going to be a show like it, mm-hmm. it's it's closer like what you're doing is closer to like a live version of what pro tabletop does so like you will have a show it's not you will be your own thing which is fantastic and you'll develop characters and storylines and narratives and you're gonna you're gonna get out in front of people like i can't wait to plug you on other podcasts because it's gonna be fucking sick please don't please don't i like actually the few like i only really want um, 100 or 200 or so like absolute lunatics who watch every like <laughs> those are the only ones i want like like i want someone in like three years time to discover like a very professional slick looking 40k coverage and be like why is no one talking about this like he doesn't want anyone to like i just don't want any involvement at all if that's possible did you watch did you watch a film called high fidelity and were like that's me like is that jack black yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was took you to be more like a john cusack Type, that's but. that's what I was going for, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe 
Yes. You're the third wheel in Chasing Amy. Ooh. Oh my god, what mm. a suggestion though. Great movie. When he suggested it and he's like, let's have a threesome, you're like, it makes what? so much sense. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just, it did. And <laughs> you're like, that's funny that that was your reaction because I literally went, what? Like, it was funny to me. That, really? That, yes. I was like, it, at the time, it made me upset actually at the time. It seemed like the dumbest idea I'd ever heard. <laughs> Maybe I'm a prude. Call me a prude. I think you're a prude. I think that's what it weirdo. is. I tell you much. what, modern dating Don't has got that. like a lot of mono- a lot of um, lot of pansexual open relationship polyamorous. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a whole thing. That's hard. Whole- That's hard for me. Um, it's been a long time. Like we were talking about Tinder profiles. I really think that Power Rangers thing is the way to go. I don't know how the world <laughs> works anymore. Okay, let's round the show off. I'll give you two, two a minute to think about it. Twitch chat as well. I'll give you all a second to think. You take yeah. the profile that you got to make one. Don't forget Bumble, by the way, which is an app I think you still you guys have over there as well. You can there mm-hmm. is a friends feature on there, so you can download it. And instead of searching for romance, you can search for friends. That's um, nice. Aww, that's cute. I actually that's think nice. that is. I actually think that is cute for people who are relocating for work or like they struggle to make friends socially or a bunch of other stuff. I actually think that's a really clever idea. I think that's really sweet. Um, and, but probably... is Bumble the one that's like, like, le- like, uh, sort of less awful for the females, where like they have to initiate the contact? They initiate the, the conversation. One? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless so I wonder what would be male, what would be your your tagline? <laughs> what would be what would be your in your profile? Because uh, I know what mine is already, so I just thought I'd ask. And Twitch uh, chat, I want yours as well. Like, let's hit you up. Like one this, sentence. This is why. Page. I mean, this is exactly the reason why I signed the first long-term deal I could possibly find. Uh, Same. Didn't need Same. To, just don't have to deal with this. And yeah. kind of woman. I loved her a lot. I was like, you know what? Let's never do anything but hang out together ever again. Can we just hold hands for the rest of our lives? <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm like that otter. That I'm like there, the that's otter. Mine. I'm like that's the otter. That's a good lives. one. God damn it, Pete. That's really good, actually. Um, want to be like that those otters holding hands but it's a holding hands meme pete beat me pete's better okay. i don't know well chris uh, in the chat says short and slightly disappointing is his tagline uh which i like uh Kolaru says mine is literally <laughs> let me tell me a good chinese takeaway in nottingham and so far not a single one has been suggested Kolaru you in nottingham oh that's so nice i was thinking about Kolaru this morning <laughs> Colleru was I mean, making me laugh loads last night in the Age of Sigma review. He was like, he was like, is Games Workshop taking over Rob again? He's like, I remember him from doing Warhammer Live. Like, he's like, blink if you're under hostage. Because I was like, this stuff's just really <laughs> efficient. Yeah, and he was like, what's happened to Rob? <laughs> 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 Don't get cocky, it's going to get rocky. Is a great yeah, one. Oh yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, mine just Chucky says... Funky Large and in charge. Hell yeah. That's Boobs. It. Mine just says six foot two. That's all they want to know. That's all they want to know. Six foot two. You are a strapping lad, I got to say. You are. You are are two inches taller than me, but it feels like it's two feet. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see you both again. You're so fucking cute. I'm going to cut all the shit out of you. (laughs) Oh, it'll be a nice hug. It'll be a warm embrace. I I I will say it will be. I want to see like a uh, a wrestling match or perhaps like one of those like charity boxing matches where they have like really fluffy gloves and headgear between Lawrence Baker and Rob Symes. I think that is... Lawrence Baker does karate, that's... though, so I need to watch out. He does karate. Yeah, but you, you, got, you, got you have those stick, stick things. Yeah, we you can do MMA. Sticks. You guys yeah. can do an MMA fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think oh, you'd oh. fuck him up. 
I think you I've fucked him a- up pretty bad. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I just want everyone to know if they want to clip this right now. Let's clip it myself. I'd fuck Lawrence Baker up in a fight. I just want everyone to like be crystal fucking clear. Yeah. Right. I'd take him to Pound Town and own him. Yeah. I'd own him like he only pays people to do. Yeah. That's what I do. Love yep. you, Lawrence. You're a really nice man. He's from the wrong part of London, just for the record. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he'd he'd uh, he'd pull some sketchy shit. I'm I'm willing to <laughs> I'm willing to promote this fight. Yeah, uh, this could be this like, could be Jake, something, guys. Hey, to be honest, we do need to get the YouTube subscri- subscriptions up. So maybe I could go on a bit of a like uh, I'll fight you in the ring, and I get a couple more YouTube subscribers. Yeah, get but your I don't fighting trousers. Them, so. Do that. Do get, that whole get, Professor Elemental thing. Get the fighting thing. trousers. <laughs> Put up the Dukes. Uh, he seems like a really uh, nice man and treats quick, everybody's re- lovely. Quick viewing recommendation. Uh, <laughs> even if you don't like sports, there's a fantastic channel called uh, Secret Base, which makes uh, stats and database sporting documentaries, uh, uh, often led by a fellow named John Boyce. He's, a, he's, he's an amazing internet auteur. However, there's a particular documentary that I think you guys would particularly like called mm-hmm. Fighting in the Age of Loneliness. Wow. And it is... It is a, a wonderful, um, gory romp through the history of um, MMA and obviously specifically Pride and the UFC, uh, neither of which are things that I can stomach or watch, uh, but was really fascinating to see their evolution. And just like the way that he talks about UFC is in the same self-conscious way I think a lot of people talk about 40K, which is kind of interesting because he's like he's a super fan of UFC, but like UFC is in the sporting world kind of like it doesn't have any cla- it's not classy it's not respected mm-hmm. and it's like it's like this gross blood sport to a lot of people even though boxing exists and that's respectable so it's really fu- it's really it's really an interesting uh, history of MMA fighting in the age of loneliness oh i really want to watch that thanks very much all right uh, mm-hmm. before let's head out uh, have you guys got any shout outs before we head out for the day yes i actually do for once i'm not just going to say mean things um there's a new game coming out in May called Outward Realms. Uh, my good buddy Michael Timpe created it. I was there when he kind of started putting out the ideas. I got to name one of the factions. Um, then I got really busy, so I couldn't do a lot more of the testing and stuff that I wanted to help him out with. Um, but I do have my mark on it. It looks super awesome for a tabletop game. Um, I'm really excited. I've I've I got an early copy of the rule book because of uh, us being good buddies. It's a really interesting system. Um, I'm really uh, kind of excited about it. I think it'll be super cool. He's got Israel Sanchez doing all of the like. Um, yes, that's been army paint so jobs. Hot. Yes, and like it's it's looking pretty sweet. And he's already building out expansions for the future if it's successful. Um, I know he and I talked a lot about like the lore going going forward. Uh, kind of this like l- little leak of how the the game will expand. And I'm. I'm pretty hyped for it. I think it'll be quite good. Not as big a fan of the frog people as some are, but I'm really into the the niffle that he's releasing right now. They look super badass. So okay, sweet. Is this an on? Is it like the launch of the game? It's never been released. It's not like a new iteration. It's like yeah, it's a brand new launch coming in May. It's um like a sci-fi, not quite skirm. It's like a step above skirmish, but a step below, say 40k in terms of game size. Um, it's action economy based, kind of like a uh, like a Catan or something, where you can only do X things in What's the course the of, the of the game. game? Again? Uh, Outward Realms. So, like when a game starts, once you pick your points, it'll be like you have thirty actions you can do, and that includes like moving, shooting, etc. 
Um, and then different things cost more to do than others. So it becomes like a really tight, like this game has to be done in like an hour and a half because you can't do any more stuff. Um, it looks really good. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. I hope it pans out for him because he's a good guy. He's a smart guy. And the lore for this is uh, something that's already kind of looping me in a little bit. So. I assume OutwardRealms.com is, in fact, his website. Hopefully. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. I've already posted the link, but yes, it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk over that. Mr. Tempe is a really cool guy. I chatted with him a bit about the business model, and I don't remember at all what I told him. So maybe— Initially, he was going to make it an all-STL uh, file game where people he would sell the STL files, and that's how you would get in. But, unfortunately, nice. it wasn't working out. So he oh. ended up going to this, and then he maybe in the future that's where it moves for like expansions. Um, but yeah, can I tell you so quickly? That, that sounds amazing. Can I tell you about something really quick? Uh, like that I was really disappointed by Chris Metzen, who's like one of the World of Warcraft guys, uh, was mm-hmm. like, "I'm st- I'm finding this guy called this thing called War Chief Gaming," and I was like, <gasps> "Yep." Oh, we're gonna see like some like World of Warcraft like tabletop game, and like I was so hype, and they were like. Hey, we made a universe in fifth edition fantasy rules, and I was like, "No, fifth edition um, uh, Dungeon Dragon rules." I was like, "Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool." Uh, like they're like, "Do you want to get in?" It's like, "No, <laughs> like, in no way is this interesting in any way." Uh, I was really disappointed in that. I've been looking forward to that to months. Um, so maybe just be aware of what. You... Yeah, so that sounds great, Pete. Uh, I'm going to check that out as well. Uh, uh, Val, anything you want to shout out? Um, no, I think. Uh... Pete's Pete's uh, plug is fantastic. I'll have a plug for Rifle Ruler in the future. Kickstarter's still not quite up yet. Um, would love to chat with you maybe about it on a on a, its own show, perhaps. Uh-huh. Um, and um, yeah, no, Outward Realms. I think that is a really thing because it's it is uh, it's a, a pretty hubris thing to try and launch a game. It, it's it's incredibly complex. It's difficult. You put your baby out there in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, hopefully it's well received. I wish them nothing but luck. Okay. All right. Lovely. Oh, well, thank you very much, both of you, as always, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You're great. Don't forget to join me and Donald tomorrow. We'll be talking about the difference between the sin and the bin guy uh, and uh, and what that might look like tomorrow. So that's going to be super fun. Thursday, we're talking 3D printing with Chris, which will be really, really fun. Uh, and then, uh, who knows what Friday, probably just painting terrain for fucking ever, apparently. Uh, just hey, hold that my- up. Let me see what you're working on. That looked cool. Uh, thanks. Uh, so I've just actually finished my Tyranid board. Uh, so 3D printed it out. I'll send you some pictures wow. after this. So that's pretty nice. Uh, I'm moving on to the Drukari board next, which is... Oh, no, I'm doing the Craftworld board next, which is a little bit. Um, I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to do two lots of 40k terrain. There's going to be really nice and functional-looking 40k terrain, but probably slightly less on the functional side. And then I'm just going to order some fucking WTC terrain. And be like, cool, this is WTC format event today. It looks like all other 40k events in which it looks shit. And um, and then I'll do a nice looking event so people can be like, oh, this looks nice. This is fun. So uh, there isn't you can't really there isn't really files at the moment for functional and um, whatever I'm trying to say. So you know what I'm saying. Anyway. Oh yeah, you never you never found you never found your dream dream date to design it. No, like you were talking about like if you wanted to kickstart something, that's that's a whole business right there, like straight off the bat. I just can't. I still can't believe that there's not. There's not like a thousand options. Like it blows my mind that there isn't so there many isn't options. An option. There is an option to print, uh, 3D print 40k terrain, but there isn't an option to print 40k compliant. Compliant. And Pete, actually, I'll ask you this question qu- quickly. Nick and Pete, who've been in the chat previously, have told me that I'm being too serious about it. So I'd like to get your thoughts. 
Um, how very necessary is it, do you think, for the tables? Because obviously, like with FLG, I think FLG would be a really interesting kind of take. So obviously, we've got WTC and then FLG in their tournament series. And this is a long conversation for next time. But just very quick, do you think that it's super relevant to have lots of two-story, three-story ruins? Or can you, like... Like how, like, because it feels like you have events. Like, if you look at any of the American events right now, it's just all fucking paper, like two story, three story ruins, like, or whatever. Like, I haven't seen stuff that's looked particularly great, in my opinion, so far. If I'm wrong, send me some pictures. Um, so, I haven't seen anything that looks overly good, but it's all definitely functional two story, three story things. Like, which defines the meta, right? Because if you don't have that, mm-hmm. then whole other stuff isn't as good. But then now, how are you, as like a stats guy and everything, like there's so much to unpack about that. Like, the non-conformity is an issue. And I can understand why there is no conformity, because you either have the ruins, which look like they look, or you have something else, and then the game's completely different. So I, I, am I making sense? You are making sense. Um from a, from a stats perspective, I always just don't care. I just assume that everything is going to work itself out in the end because um, eventually everyone will have something similar, if not the same, and they'll just be like offshoots. I think we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think every table needs to have uh, a bunch of like three-story ruins. I do think there's like a minimum amount of obscuring terrain you need um, that has to be something, walls or some other shenanigan. Um, I do believe... Like if you look at tables and towers, their terrain setup was really, um, but it was a lot of like MDF um, uh, terrain that was you know ruins that are three and four stories, um, and it was pretty tick. Um, but I don't think every table needs to to be that way. I, I'd like the option to, to for there to be like a lot of variety that you have to consider when you go to an event. Like maybe I'm going to get stuck on a table that's not quite Planet Bowling Ball. You never want that. You want like. But you want variety. I'm not. I'm never into like. There's only this one way. I ne- I hated the Nova. Like the Nova. Like there's only going to be one set of terrain. That always bothered me. So I like. I like the idea of of rotating through sort of a light, medium, and dense, like the the WTC mm-hmm. does. Um, and it, like from a tournament organizer perspective, I always thought like what you could do to do that is you have those three tables and you just change which tables which number, and so that way people are always forced onto different tables. Um, but for me, Rob, like I think the new the ninth edition uh, terrain rules kind of solves this problem because you can have whatever whatever item you want, and like if you have, for example, on your Tyranid table, you have like a friggin' I don't know leg spire thing poking up, you can give it the obscuring keyword. It's eight inches, and the width of it is how much it it obscures, and you can say, well, it's like throwing out a bunch of spores and stuff, so there's a big cloud around it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like there's there's ways to have a visually stunning board that has very functional terrain just because of how the rules are written. And I think that's one of the great things about uh, Ninth Edition. I think people will hopefully catch on to that more and more. I think also the the mixing of different types of terrain, I think I think a lot of the original terrain boards have been designed very much with an Eighth Edition mentality of there basically only being ruins. Mm-hmm. But there are all kinds of ways to build your maps so that there are, like, challenging areas where you're controlling charge lanes and uh we're getting good i think at at controlling firing arcs and things like that but that's a long ramble but i think what you are envisioning rob is something that you can totally achieve just by you know uh using using the right keywords yeah um create a cheat sheet and just be like here's what everything is at this table bam yeah 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 good points 
All right, well, lovely. Thank you very much. Sorry, to, that was a that was a quick one. I know the guys no want to have a talk about this. Uh, me and Herman are having a chat about it on Thursday, so more and more so because there's some amazing 40k designers who I don't really talk about when it comes to 3D print as well. So talk about them more. Let's do a raid. This will be super fun. Uh, I've chosen my raid for today. I think it's very in keeping with uh, my co-hosts. Uh, it should be a great Andrew laugh. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. You're both uh, very much loved. Uh, thank you, Twitch chat. Let's go do a raid and have a great time. So I've just dropped that in the chat now. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Have a nice day. Goodbye.